your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at Power Hour underway here on this glorious Wednesday. Hope you're well. David Teal coming just a little bit, but we lead off hour number three with the Roth Report with the great Bill Roth. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Good to be with you as always on this Wednesday. We are 10 days away from kickoff. Wow. Everyone is excited except my lovable puppy Baxter who is <laughs> training today. You know, he, he just is laying there. We had our early morning walk and now he's usually really fired up when we start the show, Rick. But yeah. Today, he's just chilling out. Yeah, he's well, I get it. I get it. It's been hot. Morning nap. Sure, sure. But, you know, the walk kind of warm up. else is fired up. We have 7,000 freshmen on campus. <clears throat> it's incredible. There's no parking. Uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's been amazing over here uh, this week. First week of classes is always exciting, and uh, boy, we have some really exciting freshmen in our sports media program. You know, we've talked about the freshman football players. We've got some studs, young ladies, and young <laughs> men from all over the country in SMA. I'm getting to know them here this week, and it's been an exciting week. Very cool, very cool. And I saw Coach Price speaking to the freshmen. Right, they came to the stadium. That was really cool to see him give a message to those young people. So they go, they bring the band out. All of the teams, the cheerleaders, yeah. they throw giveaways into the stands. Uh, it's a good little spirit rally. Seven thousand freshmen. That's wow, a lot just of kids. freshmen. Yeah, just freshmen. Crazy. One class. Yes. Craziest. Well, um, you mentioned kickoff builds here 10 days away. And uh, where are we now with certain position battles? Let's lead off with the big one, right, at quarterback. There you go. Get right at it, right? Yeah. I think they're pretty set on what they want to do, but they haven't officially announced anything yet. You know, Coach Pryor, he's been really transparent about this. He had a really interesting comment Friday 
so that would have been before, yeah, before Saturday scrimmage Friday. He said, you know, it, they're they're pushing each other. Both guys are better now than they were in the spring, and both guys are better now than they were a couple weeks ago. Uh, both Grant Wells and Kyron Drones. He said that there are there were about three or four practices this year where Drones was clearly the better quarterback, and there were three or four practices that he wishes he had back. And that goes to show you kind of where they are, right? Or at least where they were on Friday. And and I think the same thing has happened over the weekend. You can definitely see there. Both of them are better than they were in the spring. Grant particularly. Grant was, was really, really good over the weekend. And uh, they're going to have to pick one to start, but that doesn't mean both wouldn't play. But that, that announcement will be coming, obviously, here very shortly from, from the coaches once they officially make their decision. Any other battles uh, stand out? Anything else you watch position-wise coming out of the weekend? I really like what I've seen out of a healthy Malachi Thomas. He, the running back room, I mean, we've talked on our show here about the receivers. Just, just, there's just new guys. Yeah, right. That's clearly the most improved room. You know, Ollie Jennings and Jalen Lane and the, and, and then the others. There's, there's a very strong likelihood that Tech's top three receivers are all transfer portal guys who start. Um, but I'm really impressed with the running back room. And at least the way those guys are performing now, staying healthy is the key. I mean, last year, Thomas and and King at the time, it was like you never knew what what the injury status was. I mean, you had to talk to the trainer before you talked to the coach. Like, who's playing this yeah, week in right. the running back room? Uh, if they may, if they stay healthy, I think the running back room, like the receiver room, could be a sign of. of really excitement for Virginia Tech football this year. You know, the Hokies want to be a running football team. Their, their statistics last year were, 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 were way below what Tech wants. They were 13th in rushing in the league in a 14-team conference. If you look at the first down and design running plays, I mean, all the advanced metrics were really bad in, in terms of running. And you don't want to be in second and eight and second and nine all day long. And you've got to be able to move the sticks, especially, as we've talked about it, especially if you want to be a team that that lives and hangs its hat on a ground game. I mean, it's okay. I think we talked about this before, right? If you're going to throw the ball 75 times, run the run and shoot, and and, yeah. and and go five wides and just throw the ball to your backs, it's okay to be 13th in rushing. Sure, sure. <laughs> but if you're going to go one and two tight ends all day long and try to run it, and, and you have a hard time doing it, I and I'll tell you what else I think they, they've gotten better at uh, is, is red zone. You know, last year the Hokies weren't good in the red zone. Uh, I, I can see they've, they've worked so hard on it, even going back to the spring. I think the, the, the four areas that I think Virginia Tech will be better at this year, just by judging watching practice, the, the receiver's room for sure, running the ball for sure. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be more disruptive up front on the defensive line with APR and the others on that defensive front. And I, and I think the secondary, I think the Hokies will have more than four interceptions for the season. So that's two on offense, two on defense. That I, I'm pretty sure that the Hokies will be remarkably improved on this year, just based on what we've seen. I mean, you can just tell they're better. Yeah, absolutely. And that would be four very important pieces. No, that doesn't mean that Rutgers isn't better and Purdue well, isn't right, better. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I've not yeah. seen yeah. Rutgers practice. Well, you know, everybody's going to play next week, so we'll have a chance to see what other teams have. But in terms of what, what the Hokies have, you can you can see they've made – I mean, they've overhauled the roster. There's so many new players that uh, you, 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 
they fixed a lot of the issues that they had last year. Yes, yes, they did. Hey, I want to ask you, we're talking about uh, week zero, and there's always a game internationally now, it seems. This one in Ireland, Notre Dame going to be donning the all-green unis against Navy. You think Tech would ever, if they had an opportunity, would that be something they'd be um, open to doing, playing over in Europe? I think, I think it's a great idea. You know, our basketball teams, both our men's and women's teams, went to Europe here in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women had a great trip to Greece, 10 days, played some games, exhibition games in Athens and in the surrounding area. And then there's a lot of team bonding. I've talked with several of the people that went on that trip with the, uh, with the girls' team, the women's team. Uh, going on a boat in the Aegean Sea with, with your teammates and whatnot. And the men, I, I spoke with a bunch of people that went to Switzerland and Italy with the men's team. And same thing. Okay, now, football's a different bird. <laughs> Uh, you know, in, instead of, uh, you know, 12 to 15 players and a travel party of 40, you're looking at 100 players <laughs> right. and a travel party of 200 and whatever it is, right? And, and now maybe you don't take everybody. But if you're playing a game, you most certainly are. And it, it, it's incredibly expensive. And it comes down to would the, would the Hokies – in Europe, sell tickets. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Sell tickets in Ireland. Yes, I think it would depend on the opponent. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that that. I guess it would depend on the city. I don't, I don't know. There's very many teams that can do what Notre Dame does. Notre Dame probably could pack a stadium on any continent except Antarctica, right? I mean, if Notre Dame played a game in Tokyo, they could probably sell the stadium. Sure. And and, and so that's the bottom line. I think if you were a really good TV draw and TV kicked in some money, perhaps. But it's a very, very expensive endeavor. It would be incredibly worthwhile for the team. And I don't know the finances of it, but my sense would be this, Rick, that because of its access to planes, Navy can probably get there. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, Navy can transport yeah. its gear over there on a – they're probably flying a Navy jet to Europe every hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't right. know. I may be totally wrong here. And, and But it's, it's, an, it's expensive enough flying the team to Boston and Tallahassee, let alone trying to fly them over to <laughs> Very true. Dublin or <laughs> London or, or that type of thing. It, it's a, it'd be I mean, clearly a, a seven-figure travel budget. That's even before you, you know, you, you just can't go the day before and play. Yeah, that's right. Days so, out. But I do think it's exciting for the players who get to do it. And international travel on a team for, for – for our, uh, for our basketball teams here in the last couple of weeks was so positive. Uh, they're still buzzing about it. They're still buzzing about it. Well, good. That's good. Hey, before we head out for the SMA update, um, if you had one primary non-conference foe for Tech, I mean, it used to be Virginia, then West Virginia, whoever it might be, but who would you? Who would it be? Who would it be for A you? non-conference football foe that the Hokies yeah. play every year. Yeah, every, every year. Non-conference well, At the moment, foe. it's Old Dominion. Right. That's the current non-conference foe. I... Depends on your perspective on it. I think from a recruiting standpoint, if you could play somebody every year in an area that you wanted to recruit, judging by what I'm hearing from our staff, uh, it would be Maryland, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Maryland every year. Yeah, it does. Yep, makes perfect Uh, sense. From a – but that wouldn't do great TV ratings-wise. No. But you're right. I would say it's probably an SEC team. 
that the, 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 of course, I don't think the coaches would want to play that a team like that every year in the, in the conference game. Mm-hmm. You mean like in week 12 or, yeah. I don't know, Tennessee or South Carolina maybe? I was thinking the Tennessee game. That would be the one that came to mind. Play Tennessee every, but, of course, the other team has to want to play too. Well, that's right. That's but that right. was always something to look forward to every year when the Hokies were in the Big East. You played Virginia at the end of the year. Yeah, and, 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 right. You know, the West Virginia rivalry would be good, but it doesn't do – I don't think it helps you on a recruiting standpoint. And, and nationally, television, it doesn't help. You know, in the Hokies, when you play these intersectional games, if you go back and look at the metrics of, like, the Texas A&M game and the Nebraska game, the TV ratings were really good in those games because it was – it's intersectional. When you play a conference game, the national numbers aren't really good. Uh, the, locally, they are. But, you know, Tech plays UVA even if both teams are good. In any sport outside of our region, the numbers are not. Right. You're better off playing a Texas A&M or LSU, uh, which, you know, when, when Jim Weaver and those guys were doing the schedule, they, they focused a lot on the intersectional games. A&M, Nebraska, LSU. When we were in the Big East, the Clemson series. Remember those games? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So, yeah. Just a different time. Interesting, and yeah. And with conference expansion, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have 18 teams in your conference, these t- – you're going to have to play more than eight conference games. That's right. Conference games. So, you know, I don't know how the, the future of college football scheduling is going to be. We had these future schedules out to like 2032. You wonder if some of those games will ever be played. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. We're going to step out, take a break. Bill's going to come back, talk about the SMA. Also, the Baker team game of the week. Ooh, week zero coming up. Be interested to see who he picks out here. And then the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, and the Roth Report. Stay with us. Don't go away. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. This is Rick Watson, the voice of the Radford Highlanders and the host of Big Dog Sports Talk. And this is the Hokies' Bill Roth with the Wednesday morning Roth Report. Football season is almost here, and we are super excited with the start of the new Virginia Tech football season. Tune into the Roth Report Wednesday, August 30th for the first of our ticket giveaways, starting with the Virginia Tech-Purdue game. This year, we have a prize package to go along with the tickets, T-shirts, caps, and lots more fun. There will be three chances to win football tickets and a prize package. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Louise, Bill, and Rick, your sports connection for the New River Valley. Our favorite phrases, go Hokies and go Highlanders. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of our Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. As we roll along here on the Roth Report with Bill Roth, the SMA update. Bill, you just talked about exciting new freshmen. Lots of stuff going on here as classes have begun. So as we start, I can report that the total number of sports media analytics majors at Tech for this semester, as of today, is 280. Wow. And that's a lot of kids. 
now that can change. Kids change majors. We'll, we'll get more. We'll, we'll hit 300 by uh, spring of 24. Right. But from all over, Rick, we have a, I met a freshman uh, last night who's here at Tech from Seattle. It's the second year in a row we've had a freshman, an out-of-state freshman from <laughs> uh, Seattle. Um, Dynamite, the young man from suburban New York and from Connecticut is here. And then from all over the state. Lots of Northern Virginia kids, as always, but all throughout the state are here. So really excited to get to know them and try to know the names. You know, I'm trying to – we've got 25 new football players. We've got 37 new SMA students, and at least the football dudes wear jerseys. So I've got the the names, right? (laughs) Uh, It's hard. It's hard to know names. I I mean, I'll get it. Don't worry. And I, I, I laughed yesterday. And I said, just just introduce yourself to me here every time for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> That's so right. Absolutely. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually by the end of August here in, in early September. But right now, boy, there's a lot of people. It's so exciting. You know, their energy and their passion is so great. You walk into a classroom this week and you can just feel the energy. No one takes my major, our major tech, our SMA major, because they have to, right? They, they, they want to be there. They want to be in class. Right. They're early. You know, you don't have any of the stragglers dragging in, tired. At least not yet. Maybe in <laughs> December. But but right now, everybody was there early and ready to go. And we start right on time. When the class starts at 1 p.m., we don't. We, it, I'm looking at the at the clock to the second hand. We go right at one. Well, congratulations, man. I really, I tell you that all the time, but I really mean. It. I know you had a vision, and the way it all came together and continues to grow, man. That's it's terrific. It I'm, is. I'm it's just great. lucky to be at a school and a community that loves sports and we've got this amazing global university here in Blacksburg it's uh, really fun to be a part of well um, looking at week zero here the game Oof. of the week uh, what do you got for the Baker well, team talking, game we're a little Navy Notre Dame I, I don't know Navy's it's that looks like a big Notre Dame romp to me on Saturday yeah I agree with you I think it's going to be that way can you upset the fight in Irish? In Ireland? <laughs> it doesn't feel real, does it? No. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, that'll be that's on NBC Saturday afternoon. It'll be fun to watch. It's just good to have college football back here this week. It will be. Uh, but our Baker team game of the week, I think, could be a really, really good game, and that is the Ohio Bobcats are going all the way to the West Coast out of the MAC. Mm-hmm. Ohio's playing San Diego State's this Saturday night, and this just. This looks like a really good game to me. Yeah, it's it's only a two and a half point uh, separation. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Who's yeah. favored? Uh, the Aztecs. San Diego State by two and a half. By two and a half. Yeah. This this will be a really good game. San Diego State's good. They are. And they've got a lot of excitement down there. There's uh you know there's, there's something about opening the season. Hokies have had that. Remember we played a couple of games in week zero over the years. That's right. You know people watch those games. They do. They it's do. a good time to maybe. You know, why Why would you ever watch a San Diego State game if you're a Hokie fan, right, or an ACC fan here in our region? Well, it's the only game on That's right. Saturday it's a game. Night. That's right. And it should be a really good game. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I would love to see Navy give a nice performance, but I just, I just don't think it's going to hold up over there. We'll see. We'll see. But they're going to be in all green, Notre Dame. So maybe that'll be a knock against them. <laughs> we'll What's the Navy going to go all white? I think so. I, they showed there. I couldn't tell what the paint. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be an all white thing for them. I would love to be able to do that. You know, in uh, I don't remember the year. Syracuse played Louisville in Tokyo, and they took one plane 
both teams got on. To oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, and they played it at the Tokyo Dome. It's just really hard logistically. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to play, you know, bowl games in Hawaii yeah. and Bahamas. But when you, you get off the continent, <laughs> you know, and, you know, Ireland's doable. They've, they've done it in the past. But Japan was a challenge because they don't. Yeah. Just because of the numbers. Sure. The numbers of sure. people. Now, the NFL, the teams are a lot smaller in NFL Europe and the stadiums. You know, the, the NFL is going to play five games over there yeah. this year. They're old hat at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. College is a little bit different. Very you different. You bring in your band and all those types of yeah, things. Yeah, agree, agree. All right. Imagine but, the hokey bird running around. Yeah, yeah he would have something green on, right? He'd have to. <laughs> Time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. Always uh, I enjoy these so much. And uh, which way are you going with the top three? I'm going with the top three Hokies no one's talking about who I think had really good weeks of practice last week. Oh, okay. Good. This will help about people. to emerge. Yeah. All right. Because we've talked about the quarterbacks. We've talked about the receivers. Alec Jennings looks dynamite. We've talked about APR, defensive end, and, and Mansour Delane. They're all having really good camps. But there's three guys that I want to talk about today. Not necessarily in order, but I guess i got to do them in order. Kelly Lawson at linebacker is really good, really improved. I think he's had a really good camp. Incredible athlete, looking dynamite. Uh, another receiver who's not getting a lot of love is Jalen Lane, who transferred the Tech from Middle Tennessee State. He's, you know, our, the receivers are big, right? But Jalen's on the other side. He's a diminutive receiver. That means he's short. That's, that's play-by-play guy cheat word for short <laughs> um, but a great slot receiver you can see why he was so effective last year uh will pop on the tape against really good teams you'll see that everybody had a hard time covering him he outran you know they had middle tennessee had that great win at miami and if you take a look at him just outrunning the miami defenders you can see why he was so highly sought after in the transfer portal so i think lane and then malachi thomas who i mentioned earlier you know he got hurt last year and, and missed most of the season but but when he's healthy, man, he's really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying Kevin Jones, that type of thing. I'm, I'm not saying that – I mean, I hope he becomes that. But I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, first round to pick. Yeah, top, sure. Top five NFL pick. But I think he's he's a really solid back. And he and Tootin and, and, and that whole room, Black, the, the Chance Black, I like the running back room. And – you know, they got challenged. You know, when you when you hear fans and, and other people talking about Virginia Tech couldn't run the ball, mm-hmm. they don't have a good running game, right? And you take that personal. Sure. And uh, I, I'm – so Lawson and Lane and Thomas are, are, are my NRV Heart Clinic top three guys to watch this week. And by the way, just so you know, we've done the research on this, which didn't take long because it's all on computer. <laughs> the Hokies have never had a player named Lane. Really? In Lane Stadium, they finally have a Lane. Correct. Yeah. Now, see, look he at you. Be the first. <laughs> of course you would have that step. <laughs> of course you would. Everyone said, boy, you did all that research. <laughs> no, you type L-A-N-E into the database. <laughs> of every, they have the, they, everybody that's ever played, even if you didn't letter, they have. Uh, I typed <laughs> it in, zero results. <laughs> well, there it is. Coincidentally, there's never been a Rick Watson. Really? 
<laughs> I got some eligibility left. There's I been direct. some Watsons, but <laughs> never a Rick Watson. Correct. Uh, I'm excited, man. We're ten days out. There still are some tickets left for ODU. Again, it's an eight o'clock game. And by the way, and we need to talk about this before we go. Next yes. week on this show, we're going to give away tickets to the Hokies Purdue game. Yes, which is week two. Uh, day game, noon game at Lane Stadium. That's right. As the Big Ten Western Division defending champion, Purdue Boilermakers come to town. Yes. Thanks to uh, Louise. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun giving away so, those tickets. So be with us next week. ACC Big Ten. Yes. Our own little, we have our own little Big Ten challenge. That's right. That's exactly We're right. Rutgers back to back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one at home here and then the, the following week over uh, up in New Jersey. But. Uh, be with us next week. We'll give away some tickets thanks to our great friend Louise Baker and the Baker team. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have a great week, brother, with the kids and, uh, and your preparation for ADU. Off we go. Thanks, man. All have right, a man. Good week. There you go. You too. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Great stuff. First lane ever. Lane Stadium. That's good to know. Coming up, David Teal, the Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times Dispatch as we roll along here. Final segment in the Power Hour.